Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Watching the NFC Championship on Fox. When you sit down at the drawing board to design a championship team, you must study all the angles, anticipate the variables, and assemble the right components. The Vikings have designed a soaring high-rise offense built with flexible steel, a fast-track, elegant structure reaching to the heavens, mixed with a well-grounded attack carried out with machine-like precision that can excite and inspire. The New York Giants are a football factory cemented in the tradition of yesteryear, a foundation based on a steel-fisted defense rising up from blocks of granite and an offense rooted with a sturdy ground game. Both teams have drafted their blueprints for success. For the winners, Super Bowl 35 awaits. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Bleeding Blue 2000 NFC Championship game today. This is a show about the history of the New York Football Giants. My name is Justin Pennick, alongside one of my best friends in the world, Nikki Snacks. It's me. How are you? Really good. How are you? I'm good. Eh. Hey, are you good? Eh. You lying? Always. I'm always bad. I'm miserable. I'm an angry fuck. He's lying. Today, 2000 NFC Championship game. First episode of the soft season. That's exactly what we're talking about. You saw the intro. We did. Intro of the broadcast, Fox broadcast. Rest in peace, John Madden. Yes. Yes. Rest in peace, John Madden. It's also partially why I wanted to do this game. Now, it was... 2000 NFC Championship game, that was decided before John Madden passed. Correct, it was. But one of the benefits of doing this game is now we get to relive. There's actually a John Madden point about, he talks about throwing the ball, which Mm -hmm. we're going to... We will get into that. We're going to get into that. But, so Snacks, origin of your Giants fandom. Origin. It starts at this game. Uh, Essentially, yeah. This, This season. This season. Tell me about it. So, well, when I came out the womb... I was blue. Sure. Um, except my hair. That was red. Mm-hmm. Uh, that hadn't changed. Uh, well, I didn't, really, I didn't really have hair when I came, out, black. When I ha- when I came out of my mother. Uh, no, no. Uh, I, no. Funny story. Real quick. Side note. I did have, like, red hair when I came out. Mm-hmm. And they, they brought, the doctor brought the, you know, the baby, which was me, to my mom. And my mom goes, that's not my son. Your father thought it was the mailman? Well, not even that. My mom, my mom didn't think it was her son mm-hmm. because I had like like shade. I, maybe they were lying to me. I have no idea. I whatever because that doesn't seem right that a baby had like hair on him. But whatever. Uh, I actually think that's like a physical impossibility. But whatever. She said no. Nah, it's not my son. Anyway, but yeah. So two thousand is really where my fandom took off, and uh, you know I remember this season extensively. And I was what seven years old. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, I went to the NFC Championship game in 2000, the one we were about to talk to. Was that your first about. game? That, no, I went to um, I went to another game during the year. I think it was, I think it was the Cowboy game I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we went. My, I think my dad got tickets through the company he was working for, and we went. And it was 
as, as deafening of an experience as you, I, as a young kid could ever imagine. And from there, as you guys know me, I am a sadistic, psychotic human being. And uh, I blame I blame the forty one nothing Giants over the Vikings two thousand NFC Championship game for it. It set a bar. Yeah, it's a, it set a big bar <laughs> that could yeah. not be reached. Yeah, and, and then and then two two weeks later, I'm crying in my grandpa's arms because we get blown out by the Ravens, yeah. which shouldn't have happened. That game is still under protest because Ray Lewis is a murderer. But anyway, uh, we don't I, we, I don't, we don't talk about bad things on this. No, no, you're right, you're right. This is the good times. We don't talk but about yeah, bad things. Yeah, so so I, atmosphere of the game, crazy. LT. Harry Carson are out there, you know, kind of like when they did the introductions for the Giants and yep, like guys run out of the yep. tunnel. They don't do that anymore. Yeah, but which is dumb. LT and Harry Carson are out there, and then they're not just out there like pregame. They're there for a you play. see, you see LT after a good defensive stop, like on the sideline. He's like clapping it up on the he, sideline. Rod- I'm like he's like there. Yeah, he was like he was like <laughs> coaching these guys up. He was like a cheerleader on the sideline, like slapping these guys on the ass and. Pumping them up, they were out there for the coin toss too. Yeah, uh, it which was, which that's na- like naturally, like yeah, yeah, yeah. LT yeah. Harry just Carson being yeah. a part of the pregame stuff, right? They're them being out there for the coin toss, great. But, but them being on, on the, the sideline, side yeah, <laughs> and, they, and they were like just as pumped as the players were. Yeah. It was just overall such a a very cool experience, and which what cracks me up the most. I just want to get this out of the way real quick. Um, so the final score, as everybody knows, was forty-one nothing, and the Vikings were minus one. They yeah. were a one-point favorite in this game. They didn't cover, obviously. You know what the over-under was? Oh, this should be fun. 41 and a half. It's pretty low. That, well, very I mean, low. 2,000, yeah. Yeah. You know. yeah. But even for, I mean, the Vikings. Like, the you, Vikings offense, yeah, you, but the Giants weren't known as a powerhouse offense. No, they, but you should automatically think that going into a game that those Vikings teams will put up 27 points, 24 points. Yes, but my, the, the funny thing that I got from it was that it's 41 and a half and the, the Giants scored 41 their own, and they shut the Vikings out. Right. So if you had an over ticket, you felt like such a loser. What was? You I mean, you was, are a loser. It was 41 and a half? 41 and a half, yeah. It was 41. So it's under by <laughs> half a point. And I don't think there was a touchdown, a score in the fourth quarter. No, and is that a – so we we're going to get to this toward – is that a critique that you have? Or We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. We'll to that. So that's pregame. Atmosphere's awesome. Yeah, uh, the, sure. the parking lot, everything was great. Because obviously, we, you know, this is where I get my tailgating roots yeah. from. That we went early. We, you know, we we grilled. My dad had some friends there. It was it was it was very cool, and everybody was just the whole parking lot was just screaming and yelling the whole time. It was it was cold. It was mm-hmm. frigid. I wasn't able it to wasn't, drink. Then I will say, wasn't that windy? And no, they talked no. about that numerous times on the broadcast. Yes, correct. It was not that windy, but you always in the parking lot. Of the Meadowlands, there's oh, it's, always it's wind. always worse than no matter what. There's oh, it could be a hundred degrees in September on week one, the home opener, and there'll still be some wind somehow, some way. Old Giant Stadium, uh, Old Giant Stadium is windier than MetLife, yes. which that is, I mean, that's yeah. just a fact. Well, that's also that's um, also Jimmy Hoffa's remains just circling around is true. the building. But the parking lot is always windier than the actual stadium. Yes, always. Because it's an open, it's an open land in the swamps of Jersey, it literally. So, all right, the approach, the approach of the game. John Fox, now this is in our uh, Ernie Paladino book, mm-hmm. If These Walls Could Talk, which I forgot, I'm a fraud, I'm a bad yeah, guy. you suck. I, I wanted to have it right here, because even though we're not specifically talking about it, I love to just have it out. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like a book that like started the show. It is, that's true. Really, so we, we, used to, we, we read that book like in the offseason of 2019, If These Walls Could Talk, and one of the stories that comes from that book is John Fox had a dream, defense coordinator for the Giants, 
he had a dream that they shut out the Vikings. And Ernie Acorsi was sh- shitting himself about how nervous he was for, for this game. And I think John Fox goes up to Ernie Acorsi and says, we're gonna, we're, they're not going to score a single point. Ernie Acorsi is like, you're fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and remember, this Vikings offense was ridiculous. Yes. Culpepper had a career year. He had Randy Moss, Chris Carter. Yeah. Um, oh, who was the running back? Smith. Ron, yeah. Ron Smith. Running, running back was a little hurt. He, was, he did not have a very good game. But, none I mean, of them they, had a good game. No, no, no <laughs> none, of them, none of them did. And John Madden was actually ripping apart the Vikings offense a little bit about yeah. how some guys just don't run routes, and that was apparent. But this Giants defense did have a very good effort. And In fairness, that game was over after, like, First five minutes. Bro. And Sean Payton, off tournier for the Giants. What a what a crew. I, John, I was just gonna say, what a staff. What a, what a crew. What a, you had two Super Bowl Super Bowl winners. Yeah. And that's it. John Fox with uh Broncos. our good friend Animals Broncos yep. and Sean Payton with the uh overrated Saints. So. so the Air Force attack. That was the that was the the coinage. Air Force attack, Sean Payton, Kerry Collins, they talked about it. It's kind of crazy how they talked about it all week, saying that we are going to throw the ball. Yeah. And then they just did. Because the just Gi- went out there and they threw the they, ball. They threw the ball. The Giants were a running football team. Yeah. And I, l- let's get right into it because I have this in my notes. The first drive. Yep. It was four plays. First, uh, and John Madden, to, like, he was surprised right away. For the first play, 13 yards to Tumor. Yep. Next play, nine yards to Tumor. All through the air. Then they run a three-yard three yard run with number 21. Yep. Um, we're not going to mention his name. And then right from there, 46-yard touchdown, I kill you. Yep. They came out gunslinging. Can I say something? Of course you can. So, Snacks and I agreed that we're going to do our awards just sporadically as they come up. Yes. We're not going to have a segment at the end. Sporadically as they come up. Which we did last year for the games that we watched. We, we, and it's we, like, we it takes too much time. It takes too much time. So, what we did on Bleeding Blue, when I did it with David Powis, is we did uh, who gets the game ball and then the giant shithead of the week. Yes. And then plus I also have some other, uh, some other funny awards too. You know who's getting my game ball? Money Tumor. Yes, wow. Yeah. You want to know why... It's, it's, it's a surprising pick because Ike Hilliard had a much better statistical game. He did. You, wait, till you, wait till you hear what my game ball is. It doesn't even make sense. But but why why does Amani Toomer get the game ball? Because even John Madden said it on the broadcast. Amani Toomer was banged up all week, didn't even practice. Couldn't move. He, barely he, could move. He could barely move. And I, I, that first drive when he caught the first two passes, Madden's like, I'm surprised Amani Toomer's even out there. He's productive. He's getting yeah. open. He's running his routes like he normally does. I, this is a total shock to me, Pat. Blah, 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 blah. And he was a mainstay, and I, you know, he, he, was, he was the glue. Yeah, most of the production came in the first half where yes. I hate to be doing this, but because Victor Cruz's 2011 NFC Championship game is on another level. Right, it is. But, and Plaxico Burris. And Plaxico Burris 2007 as well. But most of the production for Cruz and Toomer were in the first half. Well, mm-hmm. that's pretty much with everybody. Yeah. But most of the production that they had were in the first half. And the plays that Toomer made, like I killer had two scores this game. But the pl- and over 100 yards, but the plays that Toomer made to move the chains and to get them in plus territory to put points on the board, that's what I thought was important, in con- especially considering that the dude could barely move. Have you ever seen a game, and this is just with all wide receivers in general, have you ever seen a game where guys have been this wide open, just running out routes? No, it, it, it's it, crazy. It's funny in rewatching it, and I rewatched it twice. Wide open. They, everybody was open <laughs> at all times. There was always somebody open. And the offensive line that consisted of Lomas Brown, uh, Glenn Parker, Dusty Ziegler, Ron Stone, and Luke Pettigrew, mm-hmm. Collins was, he had all day to throw all yeah. game long. It was, I, I, I don't, I don't, you know what? The Vikings didn't even show up, honestly. No. And after the first touchdown, I think this is when the game was over. Yeah. The ensuing kickoff, the Giants kick off to the Vikings, and the guy boots the ball. They, they go down and boots the ball, and there's a scrum. 
And you could see it. I don't know if we're going to put I'm, it up. I am putting it You're up on the screen right now. It is a 20. It's hysterical. It's a 21 second brawl. Yeah. From when he drops the kick and from when I guess the first guy gets there. A 21 second brawl of guys just diving on top yep. and throwing punches. Right. Well, you, uh, yeah, it, it's crazy. It was inten- this was an intense game just in general, too. Oh, I yeah, was surprised yeah. from the moment. Like, guys weren't really... It wasn't no fights, but they were no, really chippy, chippy from chippy. the start from yeah. two teams that I'm sure you know didn't really have much. I was going to say there's common. not much history there. No, yeah. Giants Vikings. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's not much history outside there. of the history of Eli Manning throwing seven. Oh, relax. I, you tell me not to be. Uh, we don't think about the negatives, and that you pull out that me. bullshit. That scars me. Yeah, fucking idiot. Excuse my language. So there was a 21. Get the fuck score. counter up, and then and then one uh, and then one play later. Well, listen, listen. So. I want, I just real quick, I want, when the referee emphatically goes, oh, Giants yes. ball, and the crowd, I, I truly believe, and it's a coin flip between Dixon's opening kick return in the divisional round against Philly the week before, or when he goes like this and it's Giants ball, I think that's the loudest Giants stadium ever was. Mm-hmm. It, I remember it distinctly, because I mean, I'm, I'm young and everybody's standing, and I couldn't really see. Yeah. So it's you, like, were you were you a stand on top of the chair kid when everybody else was standing? Of course I was. I was a stand on top well, of the chair. Well, and it's funny because my dad goes, "Get on the chair, get uh-huh. on the chair," because I couldn't see, and he didn't want to pick me up because he's a lazy fuck. But counter. And when he went like this, the place eru- everybody's like hugging and jumping on each other. And the next play, a pass from Kerry Collins to my MVP of the game. He's getting your game ball, Greg Camella. Uh, game ball. Yep, Greg Camella. I have a soft spot for Greg Camella. Tell me why. My mother's name was Carmella. Mm-hmm. Carmella. His name was Camella. And he had... I don't, to this day, I don't think Greg Camella's ever slept a day in his life. No? You look at him, he's, he's got bags down to his fucking cheeks. I, I, I have... I have. I, we just took a picture for Twitter. and Pull up a picture of Greg Camella. I'll pull up a picture yeah. of Greg Camella. He's got bags Do I look cheeks. like him? No. All right. You look like shit. Is he a good looking man? Not really. He's just like an average... He looks like a... Actually, you know what he... he no, I, I shouldn't say that. I'm like trying to picture his face right now, and I'm I'm not just I'm just I'm gonna open up can of worms. I'm not gonna do it. That was his first career touchdown. Yes, it was. And they try. And you know what's funny? Later in the game, we're not even gonna get to it. We're not gonna talk about it. They tried the same the same route. Yeah, pattern. it was a, it was a wheel route. The wheel route. The yeah. same thing. He's a fullback, number thirty four, Greg Camilla. Like a wheel route. And uh, they tried the same thing, and it was there, but it was a little overthrown, and oh. he couldn't hold on to it. But yeah, so my game ball goes to Greg Camilla simply because my mother's name was Carmella, and I always had a soft spot for Greg Camilla. And seeing him get his first touchdown, which honestly, I mean, the game-winning touchdown was Ike Hilliard's two minutes into the game, yeah, because it was, they didn't score a point. But I think that touchdown deflated the Vikings, and it was game over. That was it. Game That's over. A fullback who, yeah, contorts his body. It was Crazy. a great catch. Yeah, great, great catch. I mean, for a guy that has never scored a touchdown in his NFL career, and all of an athletic. You player. you would think based off of this game because he was targeted a few times in this game. He was. You would think that he that he was a part of the offense, and from my understanding, he wasn't necessarily like no. So I have an award to give. Oh, okay. I'm going to give the great Kelma, the the great Camelo award. Who gets the great Camelo award? What somebody that does nothing and then does something? No, Kyle Yuschek. Oh, yeah. That's who gets the Craig Camello work. Because okay. that's really, really, that's, that's what he looked it. like. You know, use checks like involved yeah. in the Fortnite. He he's he's like a staple of the offense. This game, Greg Camello looked like, looked like Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Yuschek, yeah. except 20 years before. 20 years before, yeah. So Greg Camello laid the groundwork for Kyle Yuschek. Yeah. There you go. Love you, Greg. I mean, Can we that, interview Greg? That's, that's a stretch as a Giants history oh, yeah. show because yeah. you could say that guy from Tampa Bay 
Whoever that fullback was for Mike Allstott? Yeah. You he was more that. of a running back, though. He was always... All right. So then the, I feel better about that take, though. Yes, it's a good take. Even though it was one game and... It's a good take. We're going to act like that was his entire career. Oh, no. I mean, Greg Camelli, I don't know... I don't know why Greg Camelli is not in the ring of honor. That's should, a hot take. We should make a push for that. I'm How long was he a giant? A couple years. We'll make a push for that. Whatever. You know, he, he deserves it. You know he's a good-looking man? Because I asked you if Greg Camelli was a good-looking man. Let me guess. Good guess. Uh, Another fullback. Henry Hanaski. No, I mean, no, he's not really a good-looking man. His, uh, his wife is. Jim Finn. Well, not a man, but she's a woman. Jim Finn. Jim Finn. Good-looking man. Hey, interesting story. Yeah. Oh, I probably shouldn't say this on the camera. I don't think she watches, though. My uh, old high school gym teacher went to yeah, prom Yeah, don't with, think she watches. Yeah, went to prom with Jim Finn. Really? Yes. Bergen Catholic. Fun. Fuck Jim Finn. Vikings offense... Doesn't step onto the field till the game's 14 up. Crazy. Crazy, isn't it? And you know what's funny? When they do step on, they they were driving. The first play, they, they run a, a play to Moss, mm-hmm. and there's a tripping call on Seahorn, 15 extra yards. Yep. They're already in Giants territory. Yep. Then there's an illegal shift, and then blah, 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 blah. They eventually pin the Giants down at the two. They do. Like it fucking mattered. And what's really... Great about this air this air force attack that Sean Payton and Kerry Collins had, and you know they talked about it with the broadcast and Madden. They literally told everybody we're going to throw the ball. They're down at the two yard line. First play, 15, 15 to twenty yard completion to Amani Tumor. runs a little double move on the sideline, and again wide open. Yep. Wide yeah, open. It, it's and they it's stuck cra- with it. It's crazy too. But then they got into a third and thirteen. Yeah, and this, the things could have you know the Vikings could have picked up some momentum here. Then on third and thirteen. He throws a 15-yard out to Ikeliard. Mm-hmm. And then, that, you know, then they just go down. So. And, these, and these cornerbacks, they weren't playing press. No. Which and I, they, you know, where the guys are running double moves and then, boom, separation, a guy trips, whatever, and right. then that's the completion. No, these guys were just... Dead. On the tumor play, first play, of that, first play of that drive, the quarterback was playing 10 yards off the ball. Yeah, I, I, you know and what? I don't understand how they get so wide open. You would th- <laughs> and you would think after the first drive where they literally just did whatever they want, Maybe you switch it up and play some press coverage. No, I mean, no. I, I like the approach of playing off if a team's going to throw the ball down the field. But ah. then, because, I mean, I, I kill you. The, the first touchdown of the game, it was uh, a seam route. Yes. And cornerback was playing outside, so then Hillier just went inside. So I don't mind playing off if the team's going to throw deep, but just to still get beat like that. I mean, that's that's bad. That's bad corner play. Yeah, no, it's it's not good. Well, the Vikings were not known for their defense. Uh, they had a good defensive line, but I'm yeah. not, you know, their, their secondary wasn't great. And um, but on on this possession where we got pinned down, Kerry Collins threw an interception. That is true. This is true. And we have a shithead. Do we share the same giant shithead? We do, because I there's only one shithead of this game. And who is it? Ron Dane, the piece of fucking shit from Wisconsin. <laughs> he looks like such a. Doof. He disgraced the number twenty seven. Thank God Jacobs brought it back to life. He looked like such a doofus this game. Okay, so let's bring up the point about Madden. Yeah. He was like, Ron Dane can't run the ball. He especially was saying how Ron Dane can't run the ball, especially outside the tackles. Yes. But Ron, but Madden was making like the, probably something that I would do as a as a as a broadcaster would just make like subtle hits to a to a like professional subtle hits to a player that he stinks. John Madden did that about Ron Dane. Yeah, yeah. Without <laughs> flat out saying he sucks. That's what John Madden He's like, he, he's slow. He has to run in the tackles. So, Ron Dane, the, I think the ball is tipped by a defensive lineman on the interception. But, still, Look Ron this. Dane. Look how ha- stupid he looks. Ron Dane had an opportunity to still catch the ball. The ball goes right through his hands. Yeah. 
and it bounces off his face mask, and he just looks like a doofus. And also, right. really the main reason why he gets the shithead is he had a clear opportunity to score a touchdown. <laughs> he has a false start as a running back on the goal line where he oh could have scored a touchdown. Oh, my God. What in a NFC disaster Ron Dane was. Holy shit. So he gets our so he gets so our he gets our, he gets our shithead uh, he gets our shithead of this game. Uh but yeah, so the Vikings have the ball and they're driving again. Like Well, can I can I make yeah, another match? We're talking about Madden. Oh yes, yes, you didn't bring up the the run pass. Yeah, no. he yep. so this is at the around the point in the game where he makes the Bill Walsh would establish the pass to open up the running game in the second half. Yeah, I've heard that before. And I mean every team is different. One of the things that I've learned about like just football in general this year is every team Every team is different. You know, not every team is going to be Josh Allen and the Kansas City Chiefs who are going to be passing the ball 66% of the time. Well, Patrick Mahomes is on the Chiefs, but yeah, I get it. What did you, what did you say? Well, Patrick Mahomes is on the Chiefs. What did I say? Josh Allen. Oh, yes. That's, I mean, yeah, it, it, that's why I said every team is, every team is I different. I know. I'm busting your So shots. that's, you know, Daniel Jones is not those guys, and no, largely 75%, 85% of the NFL isn't Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Correct. You know. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Add him to the mix. Love him. But really, I still do believe that explosive plays and setting up an efficient early game passing, especially it's just getting a lead. Getting a lead in the NFL is just such an important thing. Now, it didn't necessarily open up the running game this game. The Giants, they they didn't need to. Right, right. So I love how John Madden had that point. Yeah. Bill Walsh would establish the passer. Now, I'm not saying, John, I very much do believe that John Madden has said thousands and thousands of times that he loves running the ball and that he believes in running the ball. This isn't me saying that. Yeah. But no, I just it. loved how forward-thinking that was in the yeah. year 2000 about how right. getting an early lead, getting those explosive plays on the table, and then, boom, you get less guys in the box. That's the main thing about in the NFL. We're running the ball. It's about just matchups because you have very few teams. Like, very few teams have those quarterbacks, but also very few teams have the offensive lines that if there's eight-plus guys in the box, that they can still just run the ball. Right. That's also a very tough test, and the Giants know that, you know, even if there's six guys in the fucking box, yeah. they can't run the ball. So. If, they, if there's one guy in the box, they can't. Yeah. But, yeah, and Madden points out, he goes, uh, he loved what Sean Payton was doing, even though the, the play resulted in an interception. He said, when Tiki's in there, the defense is going to key in on the pass. Yeah. When Dane's in there, they know it's a run. Yeah. So what they try to do is switch it up, and they, they run a little out screen to Ron Dane. And Madden says it. He goes, I like the, I like the forward thinking of Sean yeah. Payton, offensive coordinator, and I agree. Even you know, though those plays resulted in, like, two yards. Correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. But at least it's keeping the defense on yeah, their toes. Yeah, it does. Keeps the so, defense on their toes. So, yeah. So, the Vi- after that, the Vikings, they get the ball, and they're, they're driving again. And uh, Dante Culpepper. I have a question to ask you, though. Sure. So, we're at a point in the game where no, no points really, not a lot of points scored in the second quarter. Yeah, not much. Ah, ten. Yeah. Ten. Yeah. We're at a point in the game where not a lot of movement on the Giants' offense. So... Before we talk about the defense and some standouts, we have to say so. Yeah, who, in your opinion, who in your mind gets more credit for their performance and for the win of this game, Giants' offense or Giants' defense for holding them to zero points? Okay, so this this is a great question. Um, I'm going to go with the offense because I think the offense took all the air out of the Vikings. I I, I genuinely think they quit. Yeah. I genuinely think they quit. I think the defense fourteen nothing. You don't get the ball till then. I I truly think that the defense was put in the most unbelievable position you could ask for yeah. it, especially in an NFC championship game, thanks to the offense. And yes, the special teams turnover, yeah. but it's 14 nothing in two minutes. But it's also the, I mean, the special teams did help, but it's also the offense. I mean, how many times have we seen as, you know, just the Giants today, 
Then you got to turn over something good that happens, and then they're in the red zone. And then, well, but it winds up in a field goal. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, They, they, they scored They went for the jug. With that yes. Greg Camella play, they went for the jug. Yes, they did. And yep. that's what I love. So you take control of the game. Don't just play to, you know, playing to win versus playing to not lose. Yes, right? and I'll, you know what? I, I'm just going to say this because it, it really is a good point, like getting Greg Camella involved and switching up Tiki and Rondane in passing and running situations. Yeah. Game ball honoree goes through Sean Payton. What a game mm. plan. What a game plan yep. as an offensive and I know I know Fossil is an offensive guy, but that was Sean Payton calling the plays. That was his game plan and honorary game ball. That is incredible. Yep. And you know what? It, it's crazy to me that we had both those guys on our staff and it's clear why Sean Payton is still to this day, twenty one years yep. later, a great head coach. So we're in the second quarter, you mentioned the Vikings are driving, yes. right? Yes. Is Vikings this driving. an Emmanuel McDaniel? Emmanuel McDaniel Dante Culpepper throws in a double coverage into the end zone, which doesn't make any sense at all. I, I, I don't know what he... And this is why I think they literally, they just, they mailed it in. Mm-hmm. I really, they mailed it in. And Emmanuel McDaniel, probably the best name in Giants history. It's a fantastic Emmanuel name. Emmanuel McDaniel. He had six interceptions in 2000. He was a good ball player. Him he wasn't like a lockdown corner, but well, he, was, I think he, was he was a, a good sl- ball player. I, I think Madden mentioned that he was a slot corner. So you have Seahorn yeah. on the outside, Emmanuel McDaniel in the slot. Um... And then who was who was number forty one? Dave Thomas. Dave Thomas. There we go. Dave Thomas. I don't know if he was a he, number forty one. Is that a safety or a corner number? That's a safety number. Ah, eh, no, it could be. Was either. Terrence Newman forty one? Yeah, he was a corner. And Captain Munnerlin, random corner who I just remembered. Captain Munnerlin. He was on the Vikings. Dominic Rogers from Marty was forty one. Okay, so maybe it is a corner number. So Dave Thomas. I'm just gonna go with that. He's a corner. So he had those three corners in 2000. Yep. Jason Seahorn, Emmanuel yep. McDaniel, Dave Thomas. And, okay, so now we, we move on to the second quarter, and, you know, Dally, the Giants get the ball. Dally, it, now it starts to get really boring. We're, we're, we're going to go into a little... Yeah, but this is where the defense stands out and I, more. This is, this is where I wanted to point... Okay, so I forget the sideline reporter's name, um, but he, this is in the second quarter, and he's talking about Michael Barrow. Michael uh-huh. Barrow was a very good linebacker for yeah. the Giants. Uh, he was a tackling machine. He got a sack. He did get a sack. And uh, the sideline reporter was talking about Michael Barrow writes... Uh, his three laws of the game beforehand. <laughs> Found it to be hilarious. <laughs> okay, great. Uh, I think you have to help me out with the first one because... It, so the three laws that he would write are about... Defen- like, defensive play, aggressive. Play tough. Play aggressive. aggressive tackle, play wrap up, explode through the back, and get to the ball. Quote, unquote, no excuses. Yeah. Those were his three rules. So what I want you to do now, Michael Barrow would have his three laws that he would write. Yeah. Every game, which I, I love that. Yeah. I, would, I wish that they were more intense. Like, yeah, they're they're, they're standard. Like fucking things. demolish somebody, take yeah. this guy's head off. Yeah, kill them. Yeah, that that I wish. So I want you to write your three laws before every Giants game. That's what before I want. Before I watch a Giants game. Yeah, that's what I want you to do from now on. I feel like that's a great. I feel like that's I know a, my laws. I can tell you right now. That's great for content. Okay, I'll do it. Sure, sure. Simple. Because I, I, you feel like you're part of the game. No, I don't feel week. it. You are. Excuse me. Fucking idiot. So that's what I want I'm you to insulted. do from now on. Yeah, I that's will. That's what I want you to do from now on. Well, I, I, I got to wait fucking eight months for the season to be over after September. Anyway, however. Yeah. Keith Hamilton. The, the hammer. The hammer. Strongest man on the football field. He is something. He really is. This was one of the first games that I really watched from start to finish where he was involved. Yeah. And you've talked about how much you've, you've, you've loved him in the past. Loved he Keith led the Hamilton. team in sacks that year. I know. It's crazy with, with with Michael Strahan in his seventh year in his prime. Yep, and he led the team, which is crazy. Two thousand was Michael Strahan's seventh, year, sixth, seventh year. He played for seven. He was drafted in ninety three, right? Yep. Yeah, that's can you, crazy. Can you imagine being 
I'm gonna I'm gonna mention somebody else's name and, and he uh all right. Do it. How about this? I have another award. Uh-oh. Name me a, a Stevie Wonder song. The Very Superstitious Award. Okay, there you go. Very Superstitious Award. Who gets it? Superstitious. On the Giants? It's may, it. Think of the artist of the song Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's blind. It's true. Who gets the award? I'm missing something here. Cedric Jones. Wow, okay. Do you remember how we talked about him last we year? We did, yep. He's, wow. le- he's legally blind in one eye. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Holy shit, I, that completely slipped my mind. He yeah, had a you're sack right. in this game. He had a sack, and he, he actually... Was a, he was a two, productive ball player. Well, here's the thing. There was, like, his first two or three-ish years, he was drafted in, like, the top ten of the NFL draft. Then he didn't play for a couple years or just barely got involved. And then he had, like, two-ish productive seasons. And I think 2000 was it. He was done. Yeah, I, th- I don't know if there was anything after He that. was legally blind in one eye. And I think it that's, was... We did talk. That's, that's crazy. I think yeah. it was his right eye he was legally blind in. So he had to line up on the the right side of the defense. So he yes. could see out of his so left he could eye. See. Yeah, he couldn't And let... then do you remember how Michael Strahan... I think he was, like, three-ish... I think it was 1996, Cedric Jones was out of Oklahoma. And then Michael Strahan had to switch to the other side, and he did not like that. Yeah. Because he was leg- this dude was legally blind yeah. in one eye, and he played football yeah. for the Giants. It's crazy. And he is considered, like, the biggest bust in history. I think uh, if- how can you be a bust when you've got one eye that's blind? You can, you can only see out of one eye. Well, that's... that's a poor guy. Or maybe it's bad drafting. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's also talk about the, all these Giants scouts that are coming out and making these Twitter accounts. Probably some of you bums that have called out the Giants today. You probably you probably were part of the decision to draft Cedric yeah. Jones, who was Fucking legally blind in one mother. eye. Get off. Yeah, Steven Get Verosa. Off. I, I, by the way, that's real quick. I don't believe any of those people. Steven, well, Steve, 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 I do. He's real. Yes. The other ones, no. I don't. Chris, Chris Pettit's burner account, Mustang right. Lover. He quote tweeted me when I, when I had my Do we whole, really think that's Chris Pettit? No, it's not. I, thank you. No, it's not. Anyway. All right. Uh, I mean, there's really not. Do you have any other words to give out? I gave uh, out my, my blind man award. Yeah, let, let's. I, I'm trying to think of a word for underrated player of 2000, and especially okay. the game. Well, not really, but he, he caught a touchdown. Joe Jarvicious. He had he had two catches this game. Yes, one was a one touchdown. touchdown. Eight yard touchdown. Two very good catches. One was like on a third down. It was a little bit of a juggling yeah. effort, I think. Joe Joe Jarvicious was a good ball player. Yeah, he was behind. He was the third option to. To Ike Hilliard, who, you know what? Was it Dixon or Jarvis's? I, I think Dixon was more of like the deep play guy because yeah. you saw in the beginning of the game, Kerry was, he threw an interception throwing to Dixon. To Dixon. Yeah. Dixon was, he was a home run hitter. Yeah. He was kind of like the, uh, what they wanted Tim Carter to be in yeah. 2004 or so. Um, oh, but, I have another award. I just wrote it down. Why didn't you tell me that you're giving out more than two awards? Well, I, I would have thought of shit. I, when I when I texted you that we were going to I, I do, can't be creative on a spot. When I texted you that we were going to do awards, I was like, oh, then I thought of some. I think this was at like midnight. I wrote this down on like my bed on a, on a, on a Google Doc. I was watching Family Feud. Joe Jarevicious gets the 50 Cent Award. Do you want to know why? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? He, he had a 50% catch rate as a giant. There you go. Look at that. I like Joe Jarevicious. I did. Yeah. I did. Um, there was also one press conference. He, or he talked to the media once and... Forget exactly what he said. And I was like, I really like this guy, and I always rooted for him. So I was really pumped that he caught that touch, and I wanted to, I wanted to mention that. Um, but you know what? 
I also want to talk. We, we never really talked about Ike Hilliard. He had a good game. He had a great game. Very good game. But he had a great, he had a very good Giants career. Talk Underrated about career. Talk about it. I want to. Number eight, he's, uh, I'm trying to think of like a modern day comparison or like, you know, relatively recent. He doesn't get any love. Does Ike Hilliard get love ever? Ike Has Hilliard? he ever posted like on the Giants? It, like it's Toomer, obviously, because Toomer's, you know, arguably the best receiver in Giants history. But Ike Hilliard was around and he put up great numbers for years. Better than Steve Smith. So yeah, that's, yes. That's an, that's an unfair comparison. I think he's better than Steve Smith. Okay. You disagree? No, I... Longevity, I'm, and I just... Steve I'm waiting Smith, to hear you out. I, I think I think longevity, Ike Hilliard does not get enough credit. He, he truly does not. Well, Ike Hilliard leaving also left the door open for Black Reverse. That's also yeah, a talking point. Yeah, that is true, and I, I, you know, I would rather Plax obviously made more of an impact, but I see all these players that, that get promoted by the Giants and get talked about the Giants on Giants Twitter and, and their personal pages. Even when it's his birthday... I don't know what it is. I have never once seen Ike Hilliard be talked about. All right, put it out there. I'm going to because I think I think I well I also have an Ike Hilliard jersey. Really, I do. Yeah. Wow. I liked Ike. I liked Ike. I, I just it doesn't make sense to me. He was a productive. He was a very good wide receiver for the Giants. Yeah. He was a perfect complimentary receiver to Amani Tumor for years, yeah. for years. Yeah. And he just doesn't get any love. They still celebrate Steve Smith. They do. That I, motherfucker went to the Eagles. I sell. Well, I he killed, went to the Eagles. I killed he went to the Bucks. He went to the Bucks. The fucking the the Bucks and the Eagles. Which is worse? Eagles. And yes, I get it. Steve Smith was extremely integral in the Super Bowl win in the greatest Super Bowl ever. But Ike Hilliard was around for a long time. Put up very good numbers. He just not get enough credit. And I'm gonna I'm gonna start talking about this more. You know what? I'm ble- I'm gonna make an I kill you highlight video. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Like, put it out there. I'm gonna Do start it. talking more about I kill you. Do it. All right. So I have some other just clip. That's notes. my underrated uh, Giants Twitter's piece of shit for not talking about I kill you more. Award goes to I kill you. Good. I want to have some cliff notes, and then I want to ask you one question. Then we're wrapping up. Beautiful. Oh, by the way, Brad Deliuso, greatest Italian kicker of all time. Michael Strahan, impeccable. T- I like. I've never seen some. Even Michael Barrow had a few of these snaps too. Where they were timing the snap count perfectly, mm-hmm. all game they, they were on him. Yeah, all game. So that's something about Michael Strand. Just to see his quickness and to see Strand like again, I there weren't weren't really a lot of games. I've watched a decent amount eighties and eighties and early nineties games with like you know Sims and Taylor Carson yeah. and stuff like that. But um, to see Michael Strahan work in his prime, phenomenal was absolutely awesome. Yeah, it, um, it was a work of art. He Jesse really, Armstead too. Jesse Armstead, yeah, just phenomenal yep. tackler and to see. How difficult it was from in in that four three system because being an outside linebacker in a three four system you're an edge rusher mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to have the production whether it's the sacks the tackles for loss but to to see the production that he had from the outside linebacker spot in, in that four three um, whether it was getting after the quarterback whether it was just making tackles out there John Madden talked about it all broadcast about his ability to make tackles out in space and yeah John was re- John very t- and we love Jesse Armstead because why besides him being a great player. He owns a car dealership. Well, besides that, too. <laughs> Why? Wasn't he an eighth-round pick? This is this is true. <laughs> when, and he has when they a, had eight rounds. What I, so what I thought of when Michael Barrow makes his three laws, I thought of Jesse Armstead's list. And he, yeah. cro- he crosses off yep. a name every single time a player retires or leaves the NFL that was drafted in front of in him. Front he of would him. cross out a name. It's crazy. Now, this is going to be a stupid question. Is he in the ring of honor? Yes. He is, right? Yeah. He okay. has to be. He has to be. He has to be. I, I figured. I just I don't remember, like... Uh, 
Maybe I wasn't there. That's probably why. Dave Thomas had a really good hit. I'm putting it up on the screen right Dave now. Dave Thomas. Boom. Wow, look at that hit. I have a question. Yes, what's your question? Oh, uh, and real quick, before you get to that question, um, just because his son is a stupid piece of shit, and I hope he sells the team, but they they looked at the owner of the Vikings uh-huh. when it was, I think it was like 31 nothing or something like yeah. that, and he's like so miserable. Mm-hmm. And then they they went over to Wellington Mara, who was sitting with, at the time, New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, and Wellington's face, he's just bubbling, smiling. And I wrote, like, seeing Wellington Mara happy and smiling, and I wrote a little heart uh, after after they showed Viking's owner pissed. Yeah. So I wanted to just put that out there. What's one, your question, buddy? One final question. Yes. It's been a good app. Matt Miller. Madden and Summerall. Yes. We're talking about Rondé Barber. Fuck him. And he was a free agent, apparently, after the 2000 season. Mm-hmm. And he was possibly linked to the Giants. Mm-hmm. I know. Would you have wanted Rondé Barber to come to the Giants and be a New York Giant? At that time? Yes. Of course. I think that would have been really cool. Would have been sick. At the Twin time, Rondé Barber was one of the best cornerbacks in football. Well, maybe not one of the best yet, but he was damn good. It would have been dope. And why? I thought we agreed not to mention his name. I mentioned Rondé Barber. No, you said the guy's name's brother. You said who his brother oh, is. Well, I, I mentioned it. You didn't. You may have some apologizing due to Tiki Barber. We'll get to that in another episode. All right, that's going to be an episode. That's first episode, 2000 NFC Championship game. That is actually how you ended every single episode last year. You're going to do it again. You're going to do it again. Thanks for watching. Keep on bleeding blue and snacks. Fuck Tiki Barber.